listening to Into the Arena, a Hunger Games podcast sparking the fandom one episode at a time with your hosts, Holly and Emily. Special thanks for music by Sam Cushion. Welcome back, Tributes, to episode 7 of Into the Arena. I'm Holly. And I'm Emily. And today's episode is going to be really fun. It's going to be a lot of reminiscing on our midnight memories of different Hunger Games premieres. And before we get into our um, pregame, I do have an announcement that I'm really excited about. So on March 20th, um, it's going to be a Saturday, We are actually going to be doing a Hunger Games watch along because as you all know, the first movie came out March 23rd, 2012. So at 6 p.m. Pacific and um, I think it's 9 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be doing the watch along and we will provide more information on our Facebook and our Instagram pages. So make sure you like those and give us a follow. And so, yeah, we are so excited to be watching that with you. You'll get to hear all our fun uh, commentary. So stay tuned for that. And here's some time for our fun little pregame with Emily, so. Yes, so this week we are going to be doing, I think, my favorite pregame that we've done so far, which is Would You Rather? Um, So we both got a couple of of different questions for each other, so we'll see if if how hard these questions are. Um, I'll just go ahead and start. So Holly, my first question for you is would you rather have to sharpen your teeth like an ovaria or get cat whiskers like tigress? Oh my gosh. Ew. (laughs) For both of those. (laughs) Um, I feel like I would probably sharpen my teeth because then I could hide it easier. I could just smile with my mouth closed, I guess. I feel like that would be kind of scarier, but at the same time, I feel like the cat whiskers could be kind of cute. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it, it really the depends. The vibe I'm on... going for, the aesthetic. Yeah, um, the outcome. I think the whiskers would just make me look really strange, so I would hide my teeth. And then, like, <laughs> I guess it would make me seem a little more intimidating, so maybe I would do that one. <laughs> but, Holly, you could get the full cat look to to complete <laughs> the, the a, aesthetic. I'm not a cat person, so that's not even funny. Like, no, <laughs> it wouldn't work. <laughs> Um, but I'm curious to know which one you would pick. Honestly, I don't know. They're they're both pretty awful. Like, I can't imagine why Anobaria got her teeth sharpened. Like, what is the appeal? Mm-hmm. Especially, it didn't help her in the games or anything. It was afterward. But I guess the capital drives you to do ridiculous things to, like, stay relevant. So, I'd probably say the same yeah. thing. Probably the teeth sharpening, just because you can just close your mouth and hopefully look normal yeah just wear a mask all the time with covid i guess no one will yeah, see I don't my th- smile i don't think i could handle the whiskers yeah so. a little too in your face that was fun um okay my questions are kind of similar i guess the first one is um would you rather be an alliance in the arena with finnick and johanna or would you rather be in, a, in an alliance with katniss and Peeta? so like two opposite ends i always do this katniss and Peeta. <laughs> really? What? <laughs> Wait, in in an I'm alliance with them? Yeah. 
in like one arena like it's like two sides like i always do the one and two sides you know so you have to pick and they're fighting against each other i think this kind of goes back to what i was saying when we were choosing between finnick and pita which Mm -hmm. i chose finnick because he's more skilled, mm-hmm. but but Katniss in this situation is extremely skilled, so I mm-hmm. feel totally safe with her. And we get Peta, who I had said before that I think he'd be less likely to turn on you, and I feel like Finnick and Johanna totally would. Yeah, I kind of feel like the outsider in the three, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of weird. You'd feel more like you're third wheeling with the non-couple than the actual couple. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't think that they would ever turn on me, and I'd, I'd be pretty safe up to a point. Yeah, okay. I think I would pick Finnick and Joanna. I feel safer Why? with them. I mean, like, even though I love Katniss and Peeta. You don't want a third wheel with Katniss. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, girl. <laughs> I think, I just, I think, looking at it, I would trust Finnick and Joanna more with my life than I would Katniss and Peeta in terms of skill. But Katniss, though... Katniss is skilled, but Peta really brings down the average, you know what I mean? Okay, but then I don't understand <laughs> why let's go back to Finnick and Peta. Why would you pick Peta? Because I love Peta and like <laughs> But if Katniss is there, then you don't want to be part of it. Well, if this is based solely on the last question I took more is like who I'd want to spend time with too. <laughs> and this one <laughs> I, it's not all about that. It's about, like, more about ability, I think, when I was forming it. So I definitely <laughs> okay. trust Finnick and Johanna. Like, reading Catching Fire, honestly, when Katniss and Peter are like, we need to split up. I'm like, girl, are you going to make it against Finnick and Johanna? I don't think so. Like, I really trust the other two. I just find this so strange that last time when it was between Peta and Finnick, <laughs> I picked Finnick, you picked Peta, but now when we're adding in Katniss and Johanna... We totally flipped. Yeah, well, I guess that means, like, would you pick Katniss or Johanna? Like, it seems like you would pick Katniss more. Oh, Katniss. If it was just, like, the yeah. two two ladies. Um, I don't know. I, I think I have to th- sit on that question, because I think they're equally as skilled, honestly. If they're equally as skilled, though, Katniss would be the better ally, I think. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I think... But Joanna just, like, doesn't give... Like, doesn't care what's going on, you know? Like, doesn't give an F at all. About anything. Yeah, so she does not give an F about you. <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe we fall in love. I don't know. I like, I love Johanna. So like, I don't know. Okay, so it's your two, Peta and Johanna. <laughs> that would be my dream alliance. Okay, get rid of Pina, get rid of Katniss. Oh, my two loves. But I don't know. I just, I think she's more skilled. I don't. Well, now I don't know, because I think that Johanna and Katniss are equally skilled, but then I'm kind of like, Johanna is older, so maybe she'd be a little bit more skilled than Katniss. Okay, you can have... You I don't can know. Peta this and is Johanna, complicated. And I'm taking Finnick and Katniss. I'm going to be, like, the dream team. But I said Peta won't break down the average, so we won't be as strong. <laughs> We're gonna but you'll get Johanna, who is skilled, and then you'll get to spend time with Peta. Okay, then I'm going to die Best with of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> but like honestly, I think the best duo if we could pick from like the four of these would be Finnick and Katniss, hands down. I think that they would destroy everyone. I know, that's why I picked them. <laughs> <laughs> this took a wild story time <laughs> about our preferences with like duos and time alone with couples and I love it, but 
I just love that that's what that question became, but yes. Okay, my next question. (laughs) Would you rather get to watch Catching Fire again, the movie, for the first time, or get to reread Mockingjay, the book, again for the very first time? I think watch Catching Fire for the first time. Really? Okay, good. I made this question hard. (laughs) I feel like... Why? What would you pick? Um... I think I would pick reading Mockingjay again for the first time, Mm -hmm. which is tough. I tried to pick the best movie and the worst book because reading the books is, Mm -hmm. you know, most people would pick reading the books, I think, because like the books are always better type of thing. But seeing Catching Fire for the first time was amazing and I would love to see it for the first time again. Like that was an experience for sure. But I think there's just something really special about like reading books Mm -hmm. for the first time so I think even though it's a depressing book as sad as reading Mockingjay was I think I would pick having that experience reading the book again for the first time yeah I see like when I talked about a month ago I recently reread Mockingjay I didn't read it in so long that it was kind of like reading it for the first time besides like knowing Prim's death Finnick's death you know what I mean But, like, I had forgotten so much, so I felt like I had that experience. But there's just the experience of seeing the beauty that is catching fire on screen for the first time. I would love that. I would, like, and especially with COVID right now, I know a lot of movie theaters are doing the rent out a theater for $100 and you can watch whatever movie you want. And so I tried to do that with the Hunger Games, but they only have, like, a select amount of, like, movies pre-picked oh, what? like what i would give to even see catching fire in a movie theater like even if it wasn't the first time i just want to see it in a theater again so i think i'd pick catching fire for the first time because that would just be surreal i loved it okay but, it makes sense i didn't i didn't know yeah. which one you were gonna pick so interesting surprising um okay and then my last one is would you rather spend the afternoon with lucy gray just like having fun hanging out or would you rather hang out with Madge for the afternoon okay this this is a good one (laughs) just like chill times in the Hunger Games I think Madge and I are are more similar so we'd probably get along pretty easily but I think it'd be really fun to hang out with Lucy she'd just be like so fun and entertaining like just like singing songs and Mm mm-hmm I don't know, just laughing, having fun. I feel like I, mm-hmm. I need that opposite energy. Like you, like yourself. <laughs> so I think I think I'd I'd pick hanging out with Lucy. Yeah. What about you? Honestly I didn't answer this one in my head. Um I think I would I'd do the opposite. I think I'd pick Madge. I guess kind of for the same reasons. I think she would be very relaxed to hang out with. I think she'd I would feel comfortable with her a lot just because she she always seemed so kind and sweet to Katniss, who was a big introvert, and I'm, like, a really big introvert, so I feel like she would be very sweet to hang out with. We'd pick strawberries with Gail, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. Cute. <laughs> I just want to hang out in the hob and, I don't know, sing silly songs and stuff. Go to a concert. <laughs> yeah. That oh. sounds great. I <laughs> love it. I guess we're going to move on to... A really relaxed episode this week. We're going to be just reminiscing and reflecting on our favorite memories with seeing 
the movies. So yeah, I had a very relaxed time in my local hometown, the Burbs, you know. Um, but yeah, Emily is going to sprinkle some fun, more exciting stories in here, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how exciting, but okay. I'll, I'll try. But even, <laughs> do my I just want to start talking about your cosplay of Effie because that was a big deal. Okay. I What I know from it, it was you just like in your hometown. Is that right? Like just going to your local theater or what's the story behind that? Yeah. I was trying to remember like why I even thought to mm-hmm. do the cosplay. Honestly, I think a lot of it is I think my sister looked a lot like Katniss and like oh. I didn't really want to dress up like Katniss because, you know, blonde hair and I just didn't feel like I looked like her and I was like, Laura, you're a perfect like Katniss, like you've got to dress up as her. And then uh-huh. Elizabeth Banks, when she said she really wanted to be in the movies, she was like, well... Effie's the only character I can be. Like, I don't look like anybody else, and I want to be in the movies. And I feel like that's kind of why I cosplayed as her, too. Except for maybe Madge. I was like, I don't look like anyone in the stories, except I could, you know, put on the full, like, costume and and look like Effie. And I feel like she's just such a fun, Mm -hmm. colorful character. And once I saw the costumes in the first trailer, I was like, oh my gosh, that, that just looks so fun. So, yeah, I guess the whole idea was just to dress up to go to the first movie. I didn't really think that I would ever be wearing that costume again anywhere else. Like, little did I know that I, to this day, still be putting on that, that outfit. But, yeah, I had a lot of fun just going to thrift stores and stuff, looking for a dress that would work, because my Effie cosplay is not... You know, I wasn't like a hardcore cosplayer. I just wanted an Effie like inspired look. And so I found this, I was I was looking for dresses for forever at like Goodwill mm-hmm. and like different thrift stores. And then when I saw that hot pink 80s short kind of like prom dress, I was, it was so perfect. It was a magical moment. <laughs> and I put it on mm-hmm. and I was just, I just became Effie. Um, and so then I was just adding all the different, you know, pieces, like getting a wig and my mom helped me out with, with the flowers and, and making it look a little bit more like the actual costume. It was super fun. So cool. What did people like say to you? Did they approach you when you went to the theater? So (laughs) we can start like with the, the day of like the midnight movie. So I Mm -hmm. got to the theater at 830 in the morning I was so ready, you know, I'm like, if you don't wait 16 (laughs) hours for the movie, you know, why even go to the midnight premiere? It's about the the whole day wait experience. Amen. (laughs) The anticipation Mm -hmm. that just grows throughout the day. That's why I love midnight movies. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was, I was there first. The mall was like all dark. The movie theater still had the, the barricades, you know, down. And I just sat right there in front. I think somebody first showed up like an hour or an hour and a half after me. Um, And then as more people showed up, people did like come up to me and they wanted pictures and that was super fun. I didn't really expect that. Mm -hmm. It was only my, well, I'd been to like the Twilight Midnight movies, but I didn't ever dress up or anything like that. And I definitely wasn't first in line. It wasn't that serious. And there weren't a lot of other people dressed up either 
for at least at my theater, there were some mm-hmm. Katniss inspired looks, but and people wearing t-shirts obviously, but that's about it. So there were definitely people coming up to me and wanting wanting photos, which I thought was so funny. <laughs> that's so exciting though. What about you? I mean, did you go to the movie, the first movie actually at midnight? Yeah. Um so my story is kind of weird. Like I never went to any big premiere because I was pretty much between the ages of like 12 and 15 when the movies came out. So yeah. I was a little girl, but Hunger Games is my first biggest obsession and to this day the biggest like fandom I've ever been a part of. And so I don't know when the movie was first announced, um, like the date that it was coming out, but I was really upset because, and I'm going to sound like a total brat, so everyone can say I'm a brat, but we would always go on a spring break trip, my family, and it just so happened that Hunger Games fell like mm. on the day that we were leaving. And I was like, can we please push our plane like leaving date till like at least a few hours later? I just want to go see the Hunger Games so bad because I think we were leaving that Thursday. So there's no way that I could even go to like the midnight showing. And I was such a diva. I cried about it for days. My parents hated me because they're like, you're so spoiled. You're getting to go on this trip. Like you can see the Hunger Games and you come back. They wouldn't even let me see it like on the vacation because I was so obsessed. They're like, we need a week where you don't talk about it. And I was like, no, how can you do this to me? I need to at least see it and then just be at peace with seeing it. And so at the time I had a friend whose parent had some sort of connection to like something at the time. I don't know. And so there was this early Wednesday night premiere in like, I'm from like the burbs of Denver. So in Denver, and it was kind of like a little press release for like the Denver Post sort of thing. And uh, my friend's mom called my mom because everyone at school knew how sad I was. <laughs> and so she was like, do you want to, does Holly want to go on Wednesday night? Which is like the night before I left. And when my mom told me that, I just like broke down crying. I was like, I'm going to go see the Hunger Games. Oh my, oh my gosh. So... But it was really cool. We got like a little Mockingjay pin. Like it was a low key like Denver thing. Like I was just so excited to see it. And I remember just crying the whole time. <laughs> and then for the week after when we went on vacation, we were staying in this like Airbnb sort of thing. And we had um, speakers in our house. Like the whole house just had like a Bluetooth audio thing. And I just played the Hunger Games soundtrack the whole week. So my parents will refuse to listen to that soundtrack ever again because they just wanted a break from me and the Hunger Games for a week. And because I was so hyped about the movie, I like begged them to go see it throughout the week. They're like, no, you can't do this. This is too much. But that was my first memory. It was very, it was very casual, but I will forever be grateful to that friend and her mom for (laughs) giving me the hookup and taking me a night early. (laughs) That's awesome. No, I I would be (laughs) devastated if I wasn't able to see it like early or like at the midnight showing and had to wait that would have been so sad for me for a week (laughs) it being spring (laughs) break because I was in I was a freshman in college so Mm -hmm. it was perfect for me that it was during spring break I was so thankful for that because I got to go back home because I went to college in a in a different city I got to go back home Mm -hmm. um, and not have school and then be with my sister and we got to go to it together it was so funny because like everybody else in college was especially as a freshman like on their first spring break like 
going somewhere, like traveling, like my church was doing like a trip together. And I was just like, um, no, I have a hot date with the Hunger Games. <laughs> it's so funny because it was like a one night thing too. But it's like, it screwed up the rest of my spring break plans. It screwed up everyone's like, this is a whole week thing. It's not a one night premiere. It's a week premiere because I know if I were at home, I would be seeing it like every other day, which I did do with the other movies. Yeah. But for me, there was like such a lead up to it as well, Mm -hmm. because I was working on my costume and the Mm -hmm. actual like LA premiere. I was helping like cover that online. I wasn't actually there, but there was just so much going Mm -hmm. on leading up to it. So then you weren't there with fans, really. Mm, No, because I would say it would be like mostly press, like local press. And then just lucky families who got to go early to see it. So it wasn't as big of a deal. When I went to um, Mockingjay, yeah, Mockingjay Part 1 and Mockingjay Part 2, it was more of like my local theater, seeing it with friends and seeing it with big fans. We all brought our Hunger Games blankets and stuff. So that was more like with fans and the better experience. But um, yeah, so it was a lot more low-key. It was just me crying in the back. So it's like one of those like, what is it, an inside out, the the key memories or whatever. That's like one of my <laughs> main memories. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like a core memory. Yeah, a core memory is hearing the the opening music start and then Seneca Crane comes on screen and I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> there it is. I think for me, that moment, I definitely had a moment when I was watching The Hunger Games for the first time in the theater where it, it hit me. Mm-hmm oh my gosh, I'm I'm really watching this. And it's after Katniss gets reaped and she's standing on the stage and there's that red flag behind her and there's that cool shot that's kind of like looking up towards her mm-hmm. and it's kind of like shaky cam a little bit. And I, I don't know, it's something about that shot. Every time I see it, I just go, ah, the Hunger Games. Like, yeah. I love it. I think that's something special too is... I mean, I've seen the movie so many times, but I can always go back into my mind and think about the emotions I felt and the nostalgia of that night seeing it because, I mean, I don't have those memories with the later movies, but I think that was just because it was the first movie and like you said, there was so much hype behind Mm -hmm. it because we had never experienced it on screen. And so just like the opening score is just... It makes me think of being at the theater and like crying the whole time. And then for some reason, like I I remember Prim's death or Rue's death um, as one of the like scenes where I was like, you're watching this right now. Like it's on Mm. screen. Like it's it's no longer mainstay pro. It's it's reality. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, that was just a really surreal moment for me, even though it just ended up being casual and now I watch it on freeform every other weekend so (laughs) I also had a pretty cool moment um at the first waiting in line for the first movie where the news came you know some lady was on the news being like look at all the people out for the Hunger Games and they had to interview somebody and of course they saw me like dressed up as Effie sitting right there in the very front of the line in front of everybody waiting for theater number one so they came over to me and asked me a couple of questions. I have no idea what I said. I Aww. have not been able. I, I know it was terrible. <laughs> I, I was just nervous. This. 
<laughs> I want to see it too. My um, grandma had recorded it, like DVR'd it because it aired mm-hmm. later. And we, we, we told her and we're like, oh, record, record it and make sure you watch it on the news later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think her, her television ended up like eating it. So no, I, I saw it. Tapes. Yeah, I saw it once and cringed and I, I should have recorded it or something. But I think they just asked Call me. Call your local news station. Yeah, that's what I need to do. I need to send them an email. But I'm, I think I've kind of hesitated because I don't know if I want to see it. <laughs> oh, come on. It would be so cool. I think they asked me, you know, just like why I was dressed up and why I thought so many people mm. were there and I don't know what I said, but I'm sure it was cringe. (laughs) That's so cool, though. I really want you to find this memory. Okay. Because I feel like it's enough time has passed that it's like, it's cringeworthy. It's just cute now, maybe. It's cute. Yeah, you're reflecting on it's like, oh, look at these. I remember I was talking to the lady and and she, or maybe it was a dude. Actually, I think it was a guy. And he was like, don't look at the camera. (laughs) Like, that's how bad I was. (laughs) you're like staring straight in (laughs) that's so funny well that's cool see these are like really fun local experiences that not a lot of people get to have i didn't have them so that's awesome there definitely is footage of me we were the first into the theater and we ran in Mm -hmm. um and with a couple friends <laughs> that we let cut in the line, which I know is a terrible thing, but hey, I was there at 8.30, so I let two people in the front with me. Yeah. And me and mm-hmm. my sister Laura just scream when we get into the theater, and we have it on video, oh and God. it's really embarrassing. Wait, I want you to edit it in so bad. Like, I want this to be a part of it. <laughs> just seeing a, you just as Effie and her just as Katniss just, like, screaming, running into a theater. I feel like it totally would be a Hunger Games fan experience. Okay, I'll I'll send it to you and and we'll see what you think. <laughs> I'll definitely Maybe it'll make this. I'm gonna post it on TikTok. So if you're not okay. following following us on TikTok at Into the Arena Podcast, it'll be there. Check it out. It's gonna be worth it. <laughs> Just seeing you screaming, running into a theater. I love that. So let's talk about Catching Fire. Did you go to the midnight? Um showing for that i didn't but catching fire has like one of the most meaningful experience of probably my whole life in general because Mm. so my birthday is november 23rd and catching fire came out the 22nd of november so here's the thing my mom is my best friend but my mom and i have completely opposite personalities interests like you could not get her to read the hunger games if you paid her like a million dollars sort of thing so I was really bummed I didn't go to the midnight premiere. I don't know why I didn't end up doing that, but I think I had plans to see it with friends later that week. And so it was the morning of my birthday and Catching Fire came out the night before. And my mom was like, let's go get lunch. And I was like, okay, fine, let's go get lunch. And then we just kept driving closer and closer to my local theater. And I was like, wait, what's happening? And she's like, well, here you go. And she gave me tickets. And the fact that, like I said, she has no interest in the Hunger Games, probably despises it deep down. And she was, I just started crying in the car. I'm like, I can't believe you're going with me. Like, this is so meaningful. Oh my god! And so it wasn't like a midnight experience. Obviously, it was like in the afternoon on my birthday, but I just like remember the happiness of like spending that time with her. And like, even though she was probably like, what's going on? (laughs) 
um, just having that experience with my mom and then seeing it with friends later. But I didn't see it that night, but it's something that I'll always remember and like love her for. So I'm just like catching fire. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I feel like I have a story about my mom that's totally the opposite okay what? <laughs> I am I'm very regretful about <laughs> oh no oh my gosh so my mom of course I I did the Effie costume again and my sister Laura did dress up as as Katniss we tried to do it a little bit better I think the costume is a little bit more accurate and my mom helped mm-hmm. me so much like with like sewing the costume and everything it's like the blue one with the the feathers oh whoa. on the arms Um, And we found, like, the perfect material for that. It's, like, the exact same thing. That's awesome. Actually, you know what? I think it's the same material that was used for the Barbie doll. What? Yeah, and we found it, like, at a fabric store. And it it was just perfect. It's, like, exactly Uh matches. But she helped Mm. me with the costume. We, me and my sister, I got tickets for the both of us for the double feature at midnight. So seeing Hunger Games Mm. and Catching Fire in IMAX. If there's anything, you talked earlier about wanting to see Catching Fire for the first time. I would give anything to see Catching Fire in IMAX again. That was so good. Did you see it in IMAX? No, I've not seen any of the movies in IMAX. (laughs) Because that one was made for IMAX. I saw the Mm. Hunger Games in IMAX, and then I saw the double feature, Mm -hmm. Hunger Games and Catching Fire in IMAX. Which, shaky cam and IMAX, I would not recommend, so. (laughs) Yeah. But Catching Fire was amazing because it was made for it. And my mom came at the beginning of the day, like at 8.30 or 9 in the morning, waited all day with us, and I I didn't get her a ticket to see the movie, so she just went home. Oh my god. (laughs) I just got a ticket for me and my sister, because the ticket was like almost 30 bucks, and like, (laughs) I was a poor college student, so she didn't come, and I felt very bad. (laughs) So you have a beautiful story about seeing Catching Fire with your mom, and I have a terrible story about being a terrible daughter and not inviting her. (laughs) Wait, so at what point did you tell her, like, you're not seeing it? Did she know the whole time? No, she knew. That's the worst part. She knew the whole time, and yet she still hung out all day. (laughs) That's, That's why moms are the best. Our mom's just amazing, but oh, that's so sad. And so so I don't know. I mean, you know this, and I'm sure I've I've posted this on on Instagram, but the picture that I took of me and my sister in my cosplay from the first movie was in People magazine for the Catching Fire special edition that came out right before the movie, Catching Fire. And I need to look in that because I have a copy of that. So I'm going to look after this and I want to send have, a picture. I uh, have like 10 <laughs> copies of it. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. And my mom photocopied the page of the magazine, put it in like one of those clear like slip cases and was walking around showing people <laughs> waiting in line for catching fire saying, this is my daughter. She's in People magazine. How cool is this? Emily's mom, you are an angel. What? That is so cute. I know. <laughs> so proud. I was like, at the time I was just like, mom, like stop. <laughs> but now you're like, mom, I love you forever. I mean, that was like such a proud moment for her too. Cause Aww. she like helped with the costume, you yeah. know, and. It was so cool. See, so. that makes up for the ticket. Like, it's just a wholesome moment. That's so sweet. 
I mean, I did go with her again mm-hmm. later. It was like five bucks there for a go. matinee. There but... you go. Honestly, moms and catching fire. That's what this comes down to. Catching fire was oh, great. That's cute. I remember um, what part? Seeing like their victory tour is something that is another core memory of mine. I don't know why watching the victory tour scene stuck out to me, but I think that's when I just realized how excited I was for Catching Fire and just like watching that whole movie. Mm -hmm. I was just like so excited for what was to come, like what I get to see on this screen in the next 90 minutes. I can't wait. It's uh, it's the tour music. Yeah, it's so good. That's the that's the track that I of the score that I listen to the mm-hmm. most. Makes sense. The tour. Yeah, seeing them in the different districts. Also, like Jennifer as Katniss just looks so beautiful. Like the outfits mm-hmm. that everyone was wearing. Yes. And Peta just looked so good. <laughs> oh. Everything about Kitchen Fire is just so visually beautiful. I know. I kinda wish that they they could remake Hunger Games. Like I love the movie, but make it more like catching fire visually I know. because that would just be like just have both of them you know just one for one mood one for the other but I felt like it was such a big leap comparing the two films I mean obviously different directors and different co- budgets and everything but I don't know just seeing Katniss <clears throat> different camera yeah. equipment <laughs> <laughs> I hate it that was definitely the thing when I left the theater for the Hunger Games I was so mad about the shaky cam. It was such a huge mm-hmm, controversy. Yeah. I mean, what what did you so, think about it when you first I mean, saw like, it? I didn't hate it, but I remember reading about people being sick, like throwing up and, and like getting really nauseous because of it at theaters. And I was like, that wasn't me, but I didn't love it. I, I, I guess it was fine. The only part I liked it was at the very beginning of the games, just like when you're watching like Kato and like, all the careers in the um, cornucopia, but any other time I was like anti shaky cam. I thought like it kind of made sense at the beginning because there's so much chaos and it represents like everything going on around everyone. But other than that one scene, I just didn't like it. See, I feel like it's kind of opposite because, well, I think Gary Ross said that gave just reasons for why the shaky cam was put in there, a stylistic choice. But I think. It was mainly put in there Mm -hmm. for the arena to keep the movie PG-13. So if there's all this shaky cam, then you don't see the violence as much. You don't see the blood. And then they just had to continue it on for the rest of the movie. And so I feel like it's in the first half of the movie for no reason. See, that's just, like I said, the one scene that I liked it in. And then I guess like seeing Katniss run through the arena... Um, run into fox face like that moment from the cornucopia the start of the games to that point it makes sense to me because i mean just like being in katniss's perspective and having all this chaotic energy around you and just like violence and be like whoa it's completely a new experience yeah jarring yeah but like i don't i agree i don't think it was like necessary but then i guess it would have made it look pretty awkward if it was just that one one shot so I don't know. But I wasn't, like, throwing up at the theater. People were, and I was like, who are you? (laughs) I know. People definitely said they were kind of sick. But I will say, it it was probably people that saw it in IMAX. Because on the IMAX screen, it was just overwhelming. Really? Yeah. Which probably made me hate it. 
even more. Mm -hmm. It was such a bad choice, I think. Yeah. See, now I want to experience that because I I hadn't seen it on IMAX. And now I'm curious because... And then you go to Catching Fire and there's no shaky cam. You are able to just see everything and it's wonderful. I think that was frustrating too with the shaky cam. It's like you read these books and the reason that you want to see it as as a film is because you want to see everything. And then to have that obstructed by that visual choice... I just didn't like it. Makes sense. If you're seeing it in IMAX, you're definitely going to throw up and leave. (laughs) No popcorn. (laughs) They should. Okay, next year will be the like 10 year anniversary of the film. I really hope they re-release it into the theaters. Yeah. It'd be great if they did it in IMAX because I just want the experience again, even though it made me sick. (laughs) Yeah, I hope they do that because I'll pay money to do that. So Good money. (laughs) Everyone say that you're going to pay money and then they'll make it happen. So, Do you remember going back to the Hunger Games, seeing the Breaking Dawn Part 2 trailer? Yes. Yes, Before the Hunger Games? (laughs) I remember being... Okay, so this was in my phase where I wasn't so into the Twilight movies. I mean... Like, in my heart, I really was, but, like, nobody around me was. Mm -hmm. And it just, like, wasn't a fandom that I was, like, really a part of. But I remember being so excited on the inside that I got to see that before the Hunger Games when I knew everybody else. I was kind of confused why they were playing it because I knew so many people didn't like it. But it was the same demographic, so I thought it was super cool seeing Breaking Dawn before the Hunger Games. It was great. That was just a fun time, honestly, because bridging the two fandoms together, that was honestly, like, where I peaked, I think. I think it's all been downhill since then because, I mean, I didn't just go to, like, Hunger Games premieres or Midnight premieres. Um, I went to, like, the Breaking Dawn, the last two premieres, and then, I mean, I went to so many YA ones after that, like Divergent, The Fault in Our Stars, Maze Runner, like, all that stuff. So it was just, like, the best time what i would give to feel that adrenaline again <laughs> all at midnight you went to like the midnight movies yeah for all those? wow hunger games was hunger games and twilight were the two that got me into like reading and so from then on i was just like a ya stan like i have all these awkward photos of me like dressing up as tris Pryor and going to the divergent premiere and i met some actors from that one that one was a lot cooler than my hunger games story um, and doing like book photo shoots before the premieres. Oh, <laughs> <was> so cool. cringe. <laughs> I only went to the midnight movies of Hunger Games, Twilight, not the first Twilight, New Moon, and the rest of them, and one Harry Potter movie. So it's just the big three for me. I feel like I'd feel so out of place. Like I, I don't love Harry Potter, and so that fandom to me, I feel like everyone knows every little detail, and so for me, I would just be in the back, like. I'm just here to watch and everyone would hate me for it. I feel like they would say I'm taking up the seat of a real fan or something. I only went to one Harry Potter Midnight movie and that was the sixth one, The Half-Blood Prince. And that was my very first Midnight movie. So that was a cool experience. What was your first Midnight movie that you went to? It would have been Breaking Dawn Part 2. Or did that come out? No, that came out after. Yeah. Because so, I didn't get to go to the Hunger Games, so then Breaking Dawn Part 2. Oh, okay. So 2012 yeah. was the first mm-hmm. year. <laughs> yeah, little me. <laughs> what I would give to be a little bit older during all of this. Yeah, so you could have gone to like all the, the Twilight Midnight movies. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm 
that's why I keep talking about Ballad. Even though I don't love Ballad, I'm so excited to go to the movie because I'm going to travel to wherever just it gonna is. Just going to live your best fangirl life. Exactly. 12-year-old <laughs> Holly is just going to be crying, you know? <laughs> and 20-whatever-year-old. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll just join together and have the best night ever. <laughs> Did you do anything crazy for Mockingjay? <laughs> um, well... <laughs> <laughs> Just hanging out. I mean, I went to the actual premieres for oh. Mockingjay Part 1 and Mockingjay Part 2. Just um, casual. I was in London at the time oh for goodness. Mockingjay Part 1. And I was super excited to be in a major city where premieres happen. Whereas, because I'm from Phoenix and LA is pretty far. So I don't think I would have traveled to go to it, um, except for the fact that I was in London and I was studying abroad there. And then they announced a couple months before that not only was there going to be a premiere in London, but it was going to be the first premiere. It was going to be the world premiere, um, which is a lot of times in other places in the US a lot of the time. So that was a really cool experience. I didn't have any friends uh, there to go with. I just went by myself and decided that I was going to sleep outside, you know, get a sleeping bag and wait in line for a couple of nights before the premiere so that I could be at the barricade spot and try and get some pictures and autographs from the actors. So that was a really cool experience. Ended up being like the 17th person, I think, in line. So I didn't really end up getting the best spot just because I didn't know exactly where to, you know, I'd never been to a premiere before, so I didn't know where to go exactly, but I got a lot of signatures and it was a lot of waiting, <laughs> a lot of feeling like I had to go to the bathroom, actually. <laughs> yeah, so like, logistically, you you went by yourself. I went by myself. I showed up. Did you meet people? Like, And I didn't have, I'm trying to remember how I did all of this because I just went in knowing nothing. I went to a store, bought a sleeping bag that morning, and showed up at the square, Leicester uh, Square, where it was supposed to be happening. There was a couple people there already, and I just kind of asked them, you know, like, is this the right spot? Clearly people who, like, were there and did it all the time. And it was actually kind of chaos when people started showing up, and there was no real... There weren't good logistics figured out, so... We ended up writing like numbers on our on our hands of like what order we had gotten there. And then we got wristbands at some point and then they kept moving where we were. And I just remember sleeping outside that night and that being like the coldest I've ever been in my entire life. Feeling like Katniss. <laughs> I didn't get good sleep that night. It was at in this square where there were a lot of like bars too, like around and so I just remember like three in the morning, like hearing noises and it, it was just, it was such a surreal, strange experience. Um, and then I didn't know the people that I was like hugging for body warmth, uh -huh. like next to me. I, I mean, love it was, that. It was crazy. All for the Hunger Games, you know? <laughs> You're living like Katniss in the arena pretty much just to see it. And then we just waited all day the next day. They started setting up, and that's when it started to get exciting because they started putting up um, on the, the big screen. They were playing the trailer. They put up Hunger Games posters. They started setting up. 
the barricades and then they finally let us in and that we were just scrambling to choose our spot. I didn't choose the best one, but it, it ended up being fine. I would do better next time. See, this is why um, you and I are going to go see Ballad together, no matter what you say. Like, you're coming yeah, with yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> and I've, I've been to LA as well, probably the same place, hopefully, where they'll have the premiere. So I have a pretty good idea mm-hmm. of that. So you'll, um, be, you'll be mom in charge. <laughs> although I will say for... Mockingjay Part 2, it was a much better experience barricade-wise because we were invited to the premiere because we were, we worked for (laughs) Hunger Games fan website. So they actually had a spot that was specifically for us and it was, it was a great spot. It was, we had a perfect view of the actors coming and standing by the photographers and like getting screamed at and taking their photos. And then as soon as they were done taking their photos, they started coming down the line to the fans oh and we were the God. first people <laughs> right there. Oh, that's so cool. So, what I would give to like see inside your great. mind during that time to like watch a point of view from Emily during that. It, it was beautiful. That's so <laughs> Just cool. seeing them like posing in like their outfits that they were wearing to the premiere and all the different like angles that they did oh, for pictures and people screaming their names. Oh. It was great with the with the carpet that said Mockingjay Part 2 on the ground. So cool. And so who did you get to talk to? I know you talked to Suzanne. Um I talked to Suzanne. Oh, and you have a photo with Liam. That was probably with Liam. Yeah, but I'm surprised at that photo. A lot of my pictures were really blurry. Because I was using a regular camera and mm-hmm. I didn't have a good like smartphone at the time. So mm-hmm. other other people were just, you know, snapping selfies, which would have been the good thing to do. But mm-hmm. um, so it, it was freezing cold that night. I'm glad I didn't have to sleep outside because it was freezing. It was so windy. So I, my I had my camera and my hand was just like shaking while I was trying Aww. to take pictures. So 99% of the photos that I took with people are really blurry, but thankfully two came out really good. Liam Hemsworth and Suzanne yeah. Collins. <laughs> so wow. Suzanne Collins is really the only photo that I, that I cared about, but mm-hmm. um, seeing Jeffrey Wright was pretty cool. Who else? I mean, sadly, not Elizabeth Banks, neither premiere. Sam Claflin, Sam Claflin. That's crazy to me. Not at either premiere, but he was so sweet. He would always like blow kisses to like everybody and be like, I love you. You're so great. Like he still like paid attention to everyone, even if he couldn't get to every section of the fans. He's amazing. Aw. Aw. I'm so glad he's our Finnick and not Army Hammer. I've been thinking about that one recently. I didn't get to see the movie for Mockingjay Part 1, though. That was just being at the premiere and getting autographs and everything. And I didn't go to the midnight premiere either. I didn't really know how that worked in London. I was by myself and, like, just too scared to to go alone. I mean, that's a... You already went on a big adventure. I was, I was too scared to, that to go by yourself. to an actual movie theater at midnight by myself, but I went to Leicester Square and like slept outside all night. Like with random people <laughs> in a foreign city. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> you you did enough adventuring, you know, and now you can just watch it whenever, but that's a once in a lifetime experience, I'm sure. And it's okay because Mockingjay Part 1 is not the best 
movie. So yeah. I just saw that when I saw it. Mockingjay Part 2, when we were invited to the premiere, I actually got to see it in the theater. Giant theater. With all those famous people? Yeah, they came out onto the stage at the beginning and introduced oh them. I mean, it was a huge theater. Thousands of people were in that theater. And the screen was so big. And we were actually... This is the first time I'm seeing Mockingjay Part 2, you know, the final. And the screen was huge. And we were in probably the worst seats in the entire theater. So we were, like, all the way at the front and on the side. Oh. So everyone's face was distorted like that's how big the theater was and how how Uh bad the screen angle was so it was a terrible I would say first viewing of Mockingjay part two so I'm kind of sad that I don't think I got all of the emotions really the first time but I was still Mm -hmm. pretty happy to be seeing it early that's cool yeah I didn't I didn't really think about like where they would sit everyone and that process. Yeah, we were we were not important. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so you guys and Jennifer Lawrence. I don't know. I think it's you guys. <laughs> but. Yeah, I don't even know where they were sitting. I mean, somewhere in the front. And I'm sure some of them probably watched it because it was the LA premiere, but it wasn't the world premiere. So they'd I think they'd seen it all the first time, so I don't think they stayed. Yeah, that's a, so that's something I think about is, as an actor, I think we talked about this one time, just seeing yourself on screen, that's why, I, could, I don't know, I'd never want to do a role that I was obsessed with, like, say I was an actress and I was cast at, as Katniss, I don't know if I'd want to do that because then it would ruin the series for me, like, I want to enjoy it and watch what I love, you know? So I'm sure it would be uncomfortable watching myself on screen all the time. I would just want to be in a role that's just any role that's small. So I don't like mm-hmm. ruin the film. Oh my God. <laughs> but I can still like be in it, you know? You can be like Stephanie Meyer's cameo in Twilight, just like type it on her computer. <laughs> but also I feel like if you're someone, this is why I want to be Effie, because if you're a character that's so unlike yourself and so dressed up differently like I feel like you wouldn't recognize yourself as much and it'd be easier to to swallow watching yourself in the film yeah that makes sense for sure my Mockingjay premiere memories are very different (laughs) mine were just like local theaters so I don't know if your theaters were the same at the time but it was around the like 2011 2012 that like AMC and Regal started doing the select your seats beforehand and they wouldn't do like midnight premieres. They'd do like the seven would be like the first showing, you know, which I kind of, I really hated that. And it was like around the time of like, yeah, a lot uh, of changes, Harry Potter, Twilight into Hunger Games, like the, those big three series, you know? And so I think for Mockingjay, yeah, both Mockingjays, it was just me and some friends um, we would like do our eye makeup kind of like Katniss's, like crazy stuff. Um, I always wore like my Katniss, my PETA shirts I wore all the time. Um, braided my hair. Like I never did a cosplay and I kind of want to do cosplay, but I'm so glad like 12 year old me didn't do it because I would have been gross. <laughs> we should do cosplay for ballad. <laughs> yeah, we should. I'm so down for that. I have no idea who I would do, but... I don't either. I don't know who I'd do. I'd be Snow. 
<laughs> because the capital wasn't, you know, crazy in terms of fashion and all that at that point. So hmm, I'll mm-hmm. have to think about it. You could do Lucy and then have the rainbow dress. See, I feel like you should be Lucy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. But we could always do Tigress and you could get the, the whiskers going early, you know, loop it back to would you rather. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm just so glad looking back at my, uh, Hunger Games premiere pictures, I didn't like cosplay cause it would have been gross for me. Cause I was just at such an awkward age. <laughs> like, so as I, I just covered myself in Effie makeup you look in good. a way. And like you look like Effie. I have, I took some <laughs> pictures you. I might send to like add into this <laughs> so people can cringe at me. Um, but just like the awkward look of like me and my pita shirt and like the weird poses i would be like hand on the hip like (laughs) sort of thing (laughs) i have so many and then just like pictures of me and my friends in the the reclining seats that the amc had just put in because those were brand new as well and with our pita blankets because i always brought like my pita blanket to every premiere but i don't i don't remember too much from mockingjay part one or mockingjay part two honestly I remember more from the earlier films, which is kind of strange. I remember they had some cool standy stuff at the mm-hmm. theaters. They had at my theater a, a cool, you know, that marketing poster where Katniss is in the red suit and she's sitting in the chair. Yeah. And they had the white chair there at the theater and you could like sit in it and take a picture with Katniss. Uh-huh. That was that was a fun photo. Actually, the Hunger Games retweeted my photo of that there we go so <laughs> that needs to be included in this too we'll just like okay, we'll just I'll include a bunch of cringy photos of us going to the premieres <laughs> definitely watch the youtube version of this episode yes, just check it out but yeah i i don't know why i don't remember too much i just remember waiting in line with my friends we'd always be the first ones but again it wasn't like like you would pre-select your seats at that point too because that's what they were testing out in the theaters so it's like which makes it no fun yeah there's no reason to be first in line other than exactly. i guess the principle of being first so we would do that but it was just again like it'd be fun to meet other fans and like talk to them because you knew that they were like as yeah. serious as you were it totally takes away that all day that's why i would get there at like 8 30 in the morning that all day build up in anticipation of seeing all of the fans coming out and waiting and being so excited mm-hmm. wanting to talk about it it's, it's really sad and just like nervous because you don't know where you're gonna sit too like you said you ran into the theater screaming you know like where's my seat gonna be <laughs> we had wait where where is your preferred my seat preferred seat in the theater i like to sit i feel like it's I haven't been to a theater in so long because of COVID. I know. I like to sit... Do you... Okay, you know, like, AMC has, like, the rows, like, the the letters and the numbers. I'm, like, a, a G or an H type of gal, like, in the middle, like, smack in the middle, I guess. Okay. What about I, you? I'm I'm a middle-middle person. Middle of the top. Exactly. Middle section. It, to get that middle spot... Mm-hmm. especially if you're in a theater where every other row reclines and you want the reclining row and you want to be in the middle of the top mm-hmm. section. You got to be got to be one of the first to the theater. Exactly. And so, yeah, that was just I remember that being so weird because I think with the Breaking Dawn films, they hadn't really done that. Wait, I'm getting my timelines mixed up. Breaking Dawn came after Twi- or Breaking Dawn came after Hunger Games. Yeah, the last the last Twilight movie was the same year as the first Hunger Games movie. Okay. 
Because, yeah, yeah, 2012, a great year. <laughs> a great year. <laughs> the best year. But because Hunger Games was, like, when the theaters hadn't really set up that select seating, it was by Catching Fire that, at least where I lived, they were doing the yeah, select seating. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I remember it being Catching Fire mm-hmm. where things... In 2013, where things started changing and they didn't do... You could see the movie at like 8 or 9 o'clock at night as well and choose your seats in in some of the theaters. Which, for me, it didn't really matter because I was seeing the double feature of The Hunger Games and Catching Fire. We didn't have choose your seats, so everybody was still there and waiting in line all day. But we got to see, you know, start the movie earlier because we were seeing two movies. So it didn't really hit me until really Mockingjay Part 2 because Mockingjay Part 1, I was in London, you know, that that whole thing happened. So I didn't even try to see a midnight movie. And then Mockingjay Part 2, it was just, it was totally different. The world had changed. I just, I just want to experience another adrenaline rush of waiting in line and like running inside and having that experience. Because again, like you said, you meet people, it's just the excitement, the anticipation. You don't know where you're going to be, you know. And there's like an incentive for getting there early. Let's make it happen for Ballad, please. Get rid of the reserve seating for the first night of Ballad. Well, see, the thing is, even if there's another huge movie, who knows what the next big thing is going to be that's a franchise that's YA like this. The new system's already in place, so I don't think there's any reason... That we'll be able to go back to yeah. that, that midnight showing aesthetic. The only thing kind of like that would be like Comic-Con, honestly. Or just like sitting out waiting at the premiere premiere, so. Right, going to the actual premiere, which we're doing. We're doing. It's <laughs> happening. That is number so, one on my bucket list. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, I can't wait. Whenever that is, because we're still not getting any information, but. I know. Are there any last things? Because I feel like that conversation can lead us into next week's conversation. Oh, tell us. What is next week's conversation? Finally, we are going to be doing a ballad debrief. Um, yes. It's been, I mean, I, I've, I've read it, but I need to talk to someone about it because I haven't talked to anyone about it. Not even Emily. Like we've talked about little things, but I'm just excited to get it all out there so next week's gonna be really exciting it is gonna have spoilers in it though so if you haven't read ballad um maybe start reading it or just come back to the episode yeah because <laughs> it's gonna be lots of spoilers and i'm finally excited to be able to talk freely about it so i don't think i'm going to do too much research i think i'm gonna just come with my what i remember and my feelings about it so then later yeah. down the line we might get into like you know, chapter by chapter sort of thing, or more detailed episodes. But I can't wait to talk about my my feelings and my reactions toward it. Because I feel like we had a lot of different opinions, just how we've barely scratched the surface on it so far. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So stop by next week for that. And in the meantime, keep up with all our content. We have a lot going on throughout the weeks. Um, we're starting to do lives, which are really fun on Instagram. So follow our Instagram, check us out on Facebook. Um, we have a page there now and we have a TikTok that is super fun and hates on Gail all the time. So can't forget Gail hate glove every episode, yes. <laughs> but follow us at into the arena podcast. And yeah, um, I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Thanks again. And we'll see you next week. See ya.